0: Basically, if you don't work, you don't eat. Hi, and welcome to Seek with Amanda. My name is Candy. I'm Melissa. And we are so thankful you are here. Um, We have a new audio system, and it's (laughs) called the iPad. So... That's what we got going on uh, until we raise the funds in order to get better equipment. Mm-hmm. This is what we're working with, and you know what? God's going to bless. So, yep, um, we're okay with that. Anyhow, uh, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about sloth today. Ah, sloth. So, um, what is
1: the definition of that? Um, according to Webster, it is a disinclination to action or labor or indolence. Or spiritual apathy and inactivity, the deadly sin of sloth.
0: Ah, see, now that's what we're talking about. That's the portion that we're talking about. But we are going to go into the physical part of sloth, slothfulness. A little bit. Uh, just a little tiny bit, just to kind of touch that a little But I think our focus is going to be mainly on spiritual slothfulness Mm -hmm. rather because honestly, that is the worst part of slothfulness. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't clean your house, that's only affecting you and your family. But if you don't do the work of the Lord, it can affect more than just that. Most definitely. You know, you could be, if you were doing the work of the Lord, you could affect 10, 20, 1,000 people. Um, but if you don't, you you know, their blood is on your hands. Right. So you definitely don't want to fall into the sin of slothfulness. So what are we going to do first?
1: Um, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go into Second Thessalonians and um, learn a little bit about the actual physical sloth.
0: Okay. All right. So that's 2 so. Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 7 through 15. Ah, there you go. Okay. Candy remembered her Bible today. She did, but Melissa forgot her glasses. <laughs> so I'm I struggling. These. Oh. I'm telling you. But you know what? God's good. So we're doing all right. Okay. So you want to go ahead and read that? Okay. So again,
1: Second Thessalonians 3, starting in verse 7. We're going to go through verse 15. It says, For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us, for we have behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought
0: with labor and travailed night and day, that we may not be chargeable to any of you. Okay, so let's stop there just for a second. What he's saying is, uh, we've come here, and we've we've earned our keep. And this is the disciples. Talking, the, yeah, right? this is the disciples. They're saying we came here and we earned our keep. We didn't just come do a revival. Oh, hold on. I don't think that is the disciples. Uh, it might be just Paul it is and Paul. yeah, it's Paul. Okay. So <laughs> and Paul and probably Timothy, maybe or. Whoever Paul was hanging out with at that time, Paul yeah. usually didn't travel. I mean, sometimes he traveled alone, but oftentimes he, he doubled up with someone. Right. So he's saying that when we came here, we didn't just have a revival and leave. We came here and we earned our keep. Mm-hmm. We worked day and night with you. So go on from there. Um,
1: not because we have not power. But to make ourselves an ensample unto you to follow us, for even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we have, oh, sorry. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man disobey, or sorry, if any man obey not our word by his epistle, note that man, and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count
0: him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. So he's just saying here that basically if you don't work, you don't eat. Mm -hmm. That if a brother is doing that, or a sister... I'm just going to say, if a sister is, well, okay, so let's explain something. They're living in community. Right. So this is the first century church where now, unfortunately, we depend on the government for certain services for our disabled, our, um, our widowed, our poor, that kind of thing. In the, during the first century church, they took care of all those right. things. And so what was happening was some people were taking advantage of eating and having what they needed, but they weren't doing the work. Right. And so that's what Paul is talking about here, is that if you don't work, you don't eat. You know, you haven't earned your keep. We came here, we don't even live here, Pretty much, right? We came here, and we're working because we want to show us, uh, we want to be an example to you that this is what you do in community. You work so that you eat, and if you don't work, you don't eat. Unless you can't work, and right. that's different. Like an old widow who can't labor, like a young man can they still took care of that. Right. So that's what he's talking about now. And that is the physical example of a slothful person, right. someone who doesn't work, who expects others to do for him, or in our, in our society, the government to do for them. So that's what they're talking about now. Yeah. God doesn't put us on this earth just to reap the benefits of the world or to... Um, I guess, just take. Yeah, we're not supposed to take without giving. Yeah. I mean, actually, as a Christian, we should be more concerned. We should be about our Father's business, and that is giving to others, whether it be through teaching, through uh, monetary support, through uh, food, Mm -hmm. clothing, whatever the case may be. We should be doing those things. Yeah. I think God put us on this earth
1: to work the earth and help take care of it. He didn't just spin it into, or speak it into existence and then Mm -hmm. be like, eh, okay, it's good, it's done. No, he created Adam and he even told him when he was in the garden in Genesis that he was created and he put him in the garden to dress the garden and to keep the garden. So that's to work the garden, to keep it um, in good shape to take care of the animals to tend to the animals it wasn't just to sit there all day basically plucking fruit off of the trees and enjoying it
0: yeah I mean he God didn't make the grass or the the he didn't make the trees to groom themselves right he didn't make the animals to take care of themselves He made us to do those things. Mm -hmm. Even before Before. Adam and Eve sinned, before, like you said, before the fall, um, he created Adam and said, okay, you get to work. You do these things. So Mm -hmm. now, granted, he didn't have to contend with uh, animals who would come after him.
1: He didn't have
0: to contend with thorns and thistles. Mm Uh, probably didn't have much weeds, you know. Right, it was
1: probably a little bit easier.
0: Right, but he still had he to work. He still had
1: to work and tend to the garden. Yeah. I think after the fall is whenever that curse came upon us that the earth wasn't going to be so helpful to us outside right. of the garden that we would have to work harder right, to right.
0: live and to survive. You know, by the, by the by the sweat of your brow, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But still yet, even in the beginning, we're meant to work. Right to do some kind of work. So that is the physical. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the spiritual. So we're going to Matthew twenty-five, fourteen through 30. Um, Matthew, okay, I know. It, that's the first book of the Bible. <laughs> According to you. <laughs> oh, well, I can sing the song. I, I learned the song. And, and the song helps me to remember which one it is. Now in the Old Testament, I get, I, sometimes I get a little lost. Like I always use, I digress for a moment, I always use Psalms uh, as my North Star, okay? To go, okay, it's two books before that or three books after that, but when I get to the Minor Prophets, I'm lost. That was one thing we did in youth group growing up was learn it. Oh, no. Well, I must have not listened. (laughs) Okay. So we're doing 14 through 30. So it says for the kingdom of heaven is a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods and unto one, he gave five talents. And so a talent is like a coin per se. Um, To another two and to another one and to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. So we want to focus on what he says several ability and that um, in the uh, it would be his own ability right according to his own. So. Then it goes on and says, Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them another five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained another two. And he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he said, He went, he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping thou, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou has not strawed. So just quickly, what that means is that he, he owned a farm and he paid other people to do his Mm -hmm. work. So that's pretty much what that means. And I was afraid and I went and hid thy talent in the earth, lo, there thou hast, thought that is thine. So in other words, he hands him the talent back. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest, therefore, to have put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming I should have received mine own with assurance so what ye is is with interest right. take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which thou hast which has 10 talents for unto every one that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath and cast ye unprofitable servant into outer darkness there shall be wailing weeping and gnashing of teeth so first first this is a parable so jesus is using this parable in the sense of and in the beginning he says for the kingdom of heaven is a man traveling into a far country so He's starting right off to speak in spiritual. Mm -hmm. He's not speaking physically. He's speaking spiritually. And what he's trying to say in this parable is God gives us talents. Mm -hmm. He gives us abilities. He gives us a work to do. And we're not necessarily qualified to do it. I mean, look at me and Melissa. I mean... We're not qualified to figure out audio equipment. We're not qualified to video something. Nope. We're not qualified to do any of that. But here we are. Right. God provides. God provide this iPad. So, But what I'm saying is that we can't base doing work for the Lord on whether or not we're qualified to do it. If God is calling you to a work, he'll qualify you to do it. Right. So in this parable, he's giving a work to them. And, and I want you to notice, too, that he said to him, all of his, uh, to each one, according to their own abilities. So <laughs> I like to think that the guy with the one talent, he's kind of throwing him a bone. He's saying here... Here's Mm -hmm. a talent. Let's see how, let's see if you could do a better job than what you've been doing. And, of course, he did not. No. You know, and so the Lord in this parable is trying to say that much is given, much is required, Mm -hmm. that you need to get out there and use what God has given you. I mean, if you're disabled and there's this one guy uh, who goes around uh, doing speaking engagements, but it's for the Lord. Who has no arms and no legs, okay? And he's got a little foot. He's got two little, tiny, one little teeny tiny one, and then one a little bigger than that. And he stands on—I don't remember his name because it's—it's uh, it's a foreign name. It's hard to remember. But I think his first name is Nick. Um, he stands on a table, walks back and forth, and speaks to people. The man has no arms and no legs, and he's doing the work of the Lord. I'm sorry, but that doesn't make much excuse for anybody else, does it? No, it really doesn't. It, it re- I mean, not that we compare ourselves to others. We don't. We compare—our our standard is Jesus. Right. But if you're trying to say, well, I, you know, I'm disabled, I'm this, I'm that— I don't care what you are, you can still do a work for the Lord. Absolutely. Even if it's only to go to your neighbor's house and bake a pie and say, hey, my name is Candy, and I'm, you know, I'm your neighbor, and I just wanted to come over and say hello, share a pie with you, maybe have a little coffee, got some coffee. If you don't, I'll go get some, you know, and have a conversation and bring the Lord up and offer to bring him to church I mean there's countless ways oh yeah it doesn't have to be
1: preaching or singing or teaching a Sunday school class or anything like that there's only a few people there's only a few of those positions available in a church right so not everyone in that church can be called to do those things so you have to go and God's not going to give you something that he's not going to equip you to do or that it, you have no interest in doing. Right. He's going to go based off of how he created you and your abilities. And he's going to assign you the work.
0: Yeah. And help you with it and help you with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he look, God always has the statements of you go do this and I'll meet you there. You go do this and I'll meet you right. here. This is the way God works. Yes. We have to have the faith to make the step. Right. And God will always, be, and We have to, and we have to have the trust and faith in knowing that when we do step into that, God is going to be there mm-hmm. to help us along the way.
1: You just have to have the mindset that it's going to happen because this is what God is wanting regardless of what Satan throws at you.
0: This is That's what, the
1: biggest thing yeah, is not quitting because of the issues that you face with the, the difficulties in what it is that you've
0: been called to do. I have decided, and I don't know about you, but this is a personal thing. This is how I, I don't know how I can view it in my head and keep moving forward. Every time I get a block put in front of me and I know I have an enemy, hmm I pick that up, and that is like gasoline to my tank. Mm-hmm. It's fuel for the fire. I mean, it's that is what I've decided to do is use those circumstances mm-hmm. to fuel me to just go further. Because let me tell you something. Sorry about that. Let me tell you this. If you do that, then Satan can never stop you. No. And every time he tries, you're just going to go further.
1: Well, it's just kind of like the way I view it is if you're doing what God has called you to do and all of a sudden things start happening that make everything in your life so much more difficult than it was prior to this, then obviously you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because Satan's going to not fight that hard to keep you from doing something if you're complacent. Right. With where you and, are.
0: And on the other side of that coin, um, let me say that Satan can't do anything to you that God doesn't allow to happen. Mm-hmm. So sometimes God will allow these things to happen in order to strengthen you. Mm-hmm. Because maybe an even harder challenge is coming and you need to be strengthened for those challenges and so sometimes Satan comes in the way but God uses that for your good mm-hmm. so that's another thing you can look at it you can say this, this came into my life this stumbling block this whatever um, it doesn't feel good it doesn't look good mm-hmm. but it's for your good Right, And so I keep that in mind as well. So when those times come, it's not, that's not a time to quit working for the Lord. That's no. a time to dig in. Absolutely. So let's go to our next verse, which is 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 11. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom we believed, even as the Lord Gave to every man. I have planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And this is Paul speaking. Right. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. So, oh, let me go on. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon, but let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So we build on jesus jesus is the foundation of which we build on and he's the cornerstone right so he's you know anybody who's a builder knows there's a cornerstone and that is um, square and level and Mm -hmm. everything and you build from there and so that's what that means when they say Jesus is the cornerstone, right? But anyway, the foundation of what we build on. But the thing I want to point out is where it says, "For we are laborers together with God." Ye are God's husbandry. That means we take care of His creation. Right. Ye are God's building. So that we're in a church right now. The this building is nothing without the people that are in it. Right. Okay? So we can have a building here all day long. If it's empty, sure, it's a church, but it's not the church. The church is the body of believers. Right. But we work together. There's there's always a work to be done. And mm-hmm. when we say work, we mean a spiritual work. That doesn't necessarily mean that if you are an older lady or gentleman that and you can't get around very well there's a work for you to do oh definitely there's a prayer ministry for you
1: there's a prayer ministry or there is taking some of the younger ones under your wing and
0: ministering to them and Abs- teaching them absolutely there is you you can sit down in a room with a group of younger people and you could be teaching them Right. and so Maybe that's not where God has called you. But it, but I think what I'm trying to get out is that everyone in the body has a work. Mm-hmm. And it's not about where's, you, you know, you have these little, I've seen these on, and I've taken them uh, online, these little tests to see where your talent is, oh. where God's leading you, where God's talent is. It's not in a test. Mm -mm. It's not in a, in anything. You don't have, I mean, we are called already Mm -hmm. to go into the world and preach the gospel. We are already called to do that. You don't have to be called by God to do that. No. You don't. But God will possibly give you a specific work to do. right okay so that was hard to get out <laughs> but he'll give you a, a specific work in like for example, a women's ministry, um, a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, preaching, teaching, youth ministry youth ministry, uh, elders ministry, mm-hmm prison ministry. I mean, there's a ton of them. There are so many ministries that you can affect the lives of others in a positive and spiritual way. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be perfect. In fact, none of us are. We serve a perfect God. Right. But we're not perfect. And you don't have to, I mean, if you saw how many us I had to edit out of every single podcast, you would know, I'm not I'm not a speaker. I'm not a great speaker. A great speaker doesn't have the uhs every five seconds. But God called me into this work. Mm -hmm. And so sooner or later, I will notice that the uhs have gone away. Um, God called you into this
1: work. And before he called you into this work, he gave you the knowledge and the ability to know
0: how to take those uhs. Out, yes, <laughs> I can take them out. <laughs> yeah, so I have that. I have that ability. Mm-hmm. Thank God for apps and software. But anyway, so I guess we're without excuse. Pretty much. I
1: mean, the Bible has given us a ton of different. Um, well, not only the Bible, but if you look around you at people who do God's work, you're going to find somebody who you look at and are like, "Um, they have XYZ physically or mentally wrong with them, and they're still doing this, but I'm perfectly able-bodied and
0: mentally right, and I'm still not doing anything. Right, exactly, exactly. And I'm not saying that I do great. I mean, there are times where I get a bit burnt out and I'll go quiet for a little bit. But I I agree with taking a moment. Mm-hmm. I mean you and I had decided with this ministry that we would do seasons and then take a week. Yeah. And do nothing. You know, maybe not even social media. Just take a break from it. Because we want to be fresh. We don't want to be burnt out. So there's nothing wrong if you are in ministry taking It's not slothful to take a moment because you cannot give from an empty cup.
1: Well, and, you know, even day-to-day life, you are supposed to have a rest day.
0: Yeah. So. Take the rest. I mean, I do load our podcast on Sunday nights, and sometimes I even do the editing. But I will say this. For me, that's not work. Right. For me, that's enjoyable. right? Um, So, if I wasn't doing that, I'd do something else that was enjoyable. At least I'm doing the work of the Lord during it, but I don't mind doing that. So, But there is always a work. And so, God, as he was leading us through this study, Mm -hmm. we went from you don't work, you don't eat, to how spiritual... Slothfulness is hurtful, how hurtful spiritually right. slothfulness right. is. And we really felt like God was leading us into the spiritual aspect of slothfulness right. rather than the physical aspect of slothfulness. So what's our next Bible verse?
1: Um our next Bible verse is John nine one through four. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither has this man sin nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work.
0: Okay, so... What does it mean to be a Christian? Christ follower. Mm -hmm. So our mentor, our savior, our all in all is Jesus, right? right? So we follow Jesus. And even Jesus said, um, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. I must work the works of him that sent me. Who do you think created you? Right. God created me mm-hmm. he put me he sent me into this world through my parents so I must do the work mm-hmm. that God has sent me to do and so there is this idea that not doing those works is possibly sinful yeah not to mention uh, The blood that will be on your hands by not doing those works. Right. And the reason why we say it's sinful is because of a verse that we spoke about in Matthew. In Matthew, where's where's that at Matthew? It's probably twenty five thirty,
1: where it talks about the unprofitable man shall be um, sent where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Right. Right. Which is what the Bible refers to whenever it's speaking of hell
0: yeah now mind you you're not if you're born again and you don't do something the Lord tells you to do you're not going to hell but you need to repent or you will be (laughs) you need to repent and so this is this is what I'm saying is that we are sent here to do a work Mm -hmm. we're not sent here to enjoy spa days we're not sent here to uh, eat whatever we want. We're not sent here to have children. No. Well, actually, he did say be fruitful and multiply. But that's not our sole purpose on That's part. not our sole purpose. Our sole purpose is to go into the world and preach the gospel. Right. Our sole purpose is to work for the Lord, to praise and worship him, become born again first, right. praise and worship him and do the work of the Lord. Right, And because it says, I'm going to say this every single podcast, I know it because it always comes down to this. And that is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Matthew six thirty three. for those who don't know what it is, it, that says, I seek first first Mm -hmm. God right that means before my husband before my children before my mom before my dad I seek him right and if I seek him then I'm going to do all what's going to trickle down from there is all the things that I'm supposed to do when it in regards to my husband and my children and my parents and all those things that'll trickle down, Mm -hmm. you know? It'll fall into place. Right, and that's not to say that some of us have terrible relationships with our family. We have, and I pray for you in that regard and just ask for the leading of the Lord in that regard. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, We can honor... Our mother and father we can honor and and respect our family with without um, spending every week a moment with them or spending mm-hmm. time with them right. because spending time with them may result in something that isn't Christian mm-hmm. and so sometimes you have to do that but what I'm saying is that if you seek first God he will lead you in the right direction. Right. And so this idea of being soulful in God's work, I mean, to do good and do it not to him is sin. Mm-hmm. You know, as a Christian, it is, it is the right thing to do to do God's work. So if you're not doing it, to you it's sin. If you know to do it and you're not, I mean, that's just, that's just bottom line. And so that's why the Bible speaks so firmly about slothfulness or laziness or things like that in regards to spiritual, um, how could I put it, your spiritual walk.
1: Well, I mean— Number one, we were put on this earth to do God's work. Yep. And number two, if you're a warning again Christian, then it is your responsibility to go out and talk to people about God and let them know who he is, what he's done for
0: you, even if you're a newborn Christian. I mean, this you don't even have to be called to do that. You're no. already yeah. called. And then,
1: as you grow and you mature in the Word, then you're going to be led, possibly into other ministries and things that you can do and will help reach broader people and, or a broader,
0: what am I trying to say? Like a, a broader, uh, audience of yes. people, you know, you could, you, you're you going to reach more people by doing, I mean, that's one of, uh, that's one of our hopes in this. Mm-hmm. It's, um, Our hope in the women's ministry, when we do a women's conference, is to reach outside of our four walls. Mm -hmm. Um, We we are to do—and sometimes the work is to go out into the world and preach the gospel. Sometimes the work is to encourage, uplift, and teach
1: Christians. Sometimes the work is having a prayer closet
0: and— Praying for everyone. Yeah, I mean the work is different for different mm-hmm. people, but it's still a work, right? And you still need to be about your father's business, right? Okay, what's next? The
1: next one is Ephesians four twenty-eight.
0: All right, we're all over scripture today. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> I'm singing the song, Ephesians four. Okay, I got a new Bible and it's hard. You know how the pages stick together, so uh, you'll have to excuse me. It takes me a little bit to get there. Okay, where are we at? Four what? Twenty eight. Okay, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have. To give to him that needeth. Now, if we go before that, he talks about uh, putting away lying and speaking badly Mm -hmm. about your neighbor, and being uh, to be angry and sin not. Neither give place to the devil. And then he goes into saying those who steal, those who stole, steal no more, and work with your hands doing the labor. And what's one of the things that you brought up about this verse? You had written it down and and brought this up about um, working with your hands, uh, that which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. What were you thinking about that?
1: I just thought that it was kind of interesting that you're supposed to work with your hands so that you have to give whenever you see someone who needs help.
0: Yeah, and if you don't do that, and this is, of course, a physical labor, Mm -hmm. but even, I mean, you can even pull that in a spiritual sense. If I don't do the work of study, Mm -hmm. of knowing who Jesus is, of knowing what what God's character is, what he says in his word, if I don't do that work, how am I supposed to help you or or someone else? When they come to me for a problem, and it requires me to really speak to that problem right then. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to go and study it out. I don't have time to do all those things. I have to speak, you know, on it right then. Right. If I don't have God's word hidden in my heart because I've done the work, I've done the study, I've done all those things, how, how am I going to help? you're not going give to give spiritual them. advice to that person. You're not going to. I'm not going to. And so part of not being slothful is having the ability both physically and, and spiritually. spiritually to help someone. Mm-hmm. Because and if, if you don't, then. Again, that's on you. Are we are we talking about your blood is on there? Your, their blood is on your hands. Are we talking about that? Yes, we're talking about that. I think it's going to that. be one of those things that you're going to be held
1: accountable for. Exactly. If you see someone who is struggling and you have the means to help them, whether it be spiritually, whether it be financially, whether it be physical labor, and you don't do it, then, I mean, they're out right there.
0: We're called to do it. And I, and I believe, you know, Paul talks about there was this... Um, and my husband brought this up the other day. It's funny. (laughs) He was talking about that we help the widows indeed. When he said that, like he was talking about the people that we help and the people, because there was young widows Mm -hmm. in the church who could get out there and do some stuff, and they weren't because the church thought that if somebody was a widow, we're supposed to help them. When Paul said widows indeed, he was speaking of the older widows, the ones who can't do Mm -hmm. because they're older and they just can't do the things they once could. Those are the ones you help. So that gives us an inclination that sometimes we don't enable someone to be slothful. Right. Okay? So not everybody... That cries wolf, we should be running to, Correct. you know. Um, there, but you have to have discernment to know when the time is to help and when the time is to pull back, and that comes from reading God's word, from um, you know meditating on His mm-hmm. word, and also prayer. Yeah, you know, you pray about that particular situation. God, should I step in and help? And you will know. God will speak to you. You will know. And if God doesn't speak to you, or that that might be a wait. Mm-hmm. Not now.
1: Yeah, it may be He's orchestrating things so that you physically can see
0: what needs to be done in that situation. Right, because a lot of times you don't have all the information. Right. And well, you and I talked about that Mm -hmm. the other day, that a lot of times you don't have all the information about a situation and sometimes you need to step back. Right. And I don't know, I mean, you know, I'm a giver. I'll give the shirt off my back to people. Mm -hmm. That's just how I am. I find joy in doing that. Right. And, but there are times that you have to step back. Right.
1: And there are times when you have to pull back from certain situations to prevent someone from being enabled to continue to be slothful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it may start out as, yeah, they, they need the help and I'm, I'm gonna help them, but then after that goes on for so long, you know, it may start to be more of a
0: habit that they depend on you Yeah, and, and that You know, then you need to pull back. And that Mm -hmm. includes, I mean, it can be a friend. It could be a family member. Mm -hmm. It could be your son or daughter. Absolutely. And you need to pull back. And I know a lot of you ladies and gentlemen out there, oh, I couldn't do that to my, look, if you want your son or daughter to be a fruitful member of society, Mm -hmm. you can't do everything for them.
1: No, and you can't clean up every mess they create either. That's right. You, you have you have to train them up with what's right and what's wrong. What the Bible says, teach them, bring them to church, make sure that they know what consequences are. And, you know, if they go up and they stir up a hornet's nest or they decide to speak when they shouldn't or... Do something. Do something that they shouldn't, then and if they're an adult, you know what? that That's your actions. These are the consequences. You knew that when you were going into it. And guess what? I'm going to love you while you deal yep. with it. I will be here for you if you want to talk. Mm-hmm. And I will support you as far as helping you think things through, helping you come to conclusions, helping you to figure out ways to clean up your mess, but I'm not going to clean it up
0: for you. Yep, that's exactly right. And that is for kids, family members, friends, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. You, There has to come a time where you pull back and say, I'm here for you, for advice mm-hmm. or or help, but I'm not doing it for exactly. you. Exactly. And th- that's being loving. It may feel, if you are a person who who constantly gives it it may feel mean but it's not it's loving
1: no it's just kind of like disciplining your children when they're growing up you hate doing it right you really wish that you didn't have to and they just do what you told them to
0: but again it's consequences of their actions and and in this world where the world doesn't care about them world doesn't care about your kids, the world don't care about you, Mm -mm. the world don't care about your friends. In a world where people don't care, you need to teach your child that, or your, yeah, your children, you need to teach your children that the world doesn't care about you. So you have to care for yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to trust God, Mm -hmm. you have to depend on him, and you have to care for yourself and your family. Because nobody's going to do that for you. Sure, the government will. But guess what? With that comes ties. Mm -hmm. With that comes somebody else holding the purse strings. You remember that. Yep. You know? Yeah, sure, you get maybe a free meal or money to to pay your bills. But it comes with consequences for that as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean,
1: everything has consequences. Good
0: Good or bad. You take a new
1: job and... You know, there's consequences in leaving an old job and going to a new job. Yeah. There's consequences in trading in a vehicle for another vehicle. I mean, there's consequences in everything.
0: Good or bad. Yes. You know, so you, um, but back to what we're talking about. There are times to give of your abundance, Mm -hmm. and then there are times to pull back. Yes. And, but I don't, I don't ever, that's, that's physical things, monetary things. Mm-hmm. Don't ever pull back from, from spiritual things.
1: No, and don't ever pull back from
0: support for someone either. In, in the sense of in spiritual sense of support. Spiri- yeah. sp- spiritual support. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You don't ever want to pull back from that. Unless that person is toxic, and in that sense, you need to pray for them. Oh, yeah. You know, but... Uh, you should always give over and beyond spiritually, mm-hmm. but monetarily. Uh, there, there has to be a limit or, or a physical product or services or whatever. Right. There has to be a limit right. because you don't want to enable people to be slothful. And then, in a sense, you are putting a stumbling block in front of them. Mm-hmm. And we're not supposed to be that. So exactly, um, just keep that in mind. Now, what is our next one? Our next one is also our last
1: one, and it is First Samuel,
0: chapter two, verses twenty-seven through thirty. This is a verse that my husband, uh, he, occasionally teaches Sunday school, and mm-hmm. that he taught on this years ago, and I've never forgotten it because. Well, it's a good thing to remember. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it keeps you in line, you know. Keeps you on the what's most important. So, what is it? Two twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. And there came a man of God unto Eli, and Eli was a priest, and is he was um, the high priest. Yeah, and he was part of. The levitical priesthood i believe and so and i could be wrong on that i i'm pretty sure i'm right but i'm not sure so look it up for yourself i might later <laughs> okay so it says and there came a man of god unto eli and said unto him thus saith the lord did i plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in egypt in pharaoh's house And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon mine altar to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore, kick ye at my sacrifice and at mine offering, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorest thy sons above me, and to make that yourself fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. So in other words, Eli was putting his sons mm-hmm. before God. Yep. So that's kind of what he's talking about. Wherefore, the God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed so in all of this all that we talked about all that we shouldn't be spiritual sloth, spiritual spiritually slothful mm-hmm. and all of the things that we talked about where everybody can do it any, that we you don't have to be we're already called when we become christians we're already called Right to the on the Great Commission, which is uh, go into the world and preach the gospel. Right, and your world might be small; you might not travel, so go to your neighbor. Um, you know, the world is the world; mm-hmm. we're in the world. But Absolutely. anyway, um, we we culminate all those things together to come to this, and that is God honors those who honor Him. Right. Period. That this. All this stuff you're doing in ministry or if you have your own prayer ministry or if you're just talking to your neighbor, anything you're doing for the Lord, God will honor that. Right. And I'm telling you what, I don't want the honor of my, of of Melissa or other church friends or family. I want the honor of God Mm -hmm. above all else. Right. And knowing that, that he will honor those who honor him, that should put fuel in your tank mm-hmm. every day right? To, to go out and to do the work of the Lord. So we wanted to, and, and as you guys know, we have been kind of touching here and there on the seven deadly sins. Again, there's nothing in scripture that says mm-hmm. these are the seven deadly sins. Uh, but they are sins in scripture right and so we want to touch on some of those we have already we've done um, gluttony mm-hmm. we've done envy envy and now we're doing sloth- slothful ne- or being sloth yeah slothful there we go came out of my mouth. so uh, we may do pride or something else next. we're not sure where God is leaning us but in our next podcast we are going to have a special guest and it's going to be on location so we're really excited about that we are really really excited and we're going to try to keep it until uh until we load it and you'll see for yourselves if everything goes okay um we thank you so much For being a part of our ministry by listening in, by sharing with your friends. And also, we are still uh, raising funds to get better equipment. If you noticed, we don't have our microphones in front of us, and that's because our um, audio equipment finally died. So, we had to use our iPad um, alone on its Mm -hmm. microphone. So we don't have mics and we really would love to have some good equipment. So if you found value in what we have been giving you, uh, please feel free to go to our merch store. Mm -hmm. It's in the description of this video or Uh, You will find it in the show notes of the podcast. It's a store with lots of fun T-shirts and mugs. And you're adding to it daily. And I add to it constantly because I enjoy doing it. And um, we have children, some children's clothes Mm -hmm. now. We have a little onesie for an infant. And we have women's, men's, and uh, a few mugs. Mm -hmm. Cabbler's. And she's wearing one of our T-shirts. Yes, uh, because she's a hot mess. Apparently, yes. Jesus loves her anyway. Um, so, if you are looking for if you like Christian tees and you're lo- or looking for a gift for a friend, please visit our merch store. Ten percent of that goes to missions, mm-hmm. and the other ninety um, percent of our profit goes to our. We need new audio fund. <laughs> and, of course, we have subscriptions and things like that. So it will always go into that. And then once we have everything we need, um, then it will go probably more to missions and more mm-hmm. to other um, ministries that we want to, right. to help. So if you feel in your heart that you want to grab something to help us out, please do so. And, again, it's in the show notes or the description. Thank you so much for joining us. We had fun on this one. We had fun. So (laughs) we had fun kind of. We're speaking a little louder, too. So that's Yeah. Um, My friend Melissa, I don't have trouble with that, but Melissa, she's a bit more soft-spoken than I am. So, (laughs) anyway, thank you for joining us. My name is Candy. I'm Melissa. And thanks for... Listening to Seek with Abandon. Bye. Bye.